Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies, where Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli, Son of Thunder. Okay, so that's, I guess that's your porn name, so, okay. <laughs> no, then I want to be Pete Jones. <laughs> I want to be Magic Johnson. Think about it for a second. You know what would be a great porn name? Peter Parker. <laughs> I could do I could do the native angle and like chief poke a lot of twat. Like <laughs> and I want to get the image out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baby, oh, let's continue on with the show. Like I said, we have a new show, and Eli, guess what? We have a new listener. No shit. Yeah, we a, have a new a, listener. A listener. Uh, a, a, <laughs> we have one person listening to this show now. <laughs> So apparently this last weekend, I uh, want to give a shout out to Jim Zub. Jim Zub actually listening to the podcast uh, said it's pretty funny because one thing we did get a review of his, uh, uh, well, the Avengers, No Surrender comic. We gave a review of it. He saw it, actually tagged some other Marvel uh, writers into it, got a chance to listen to it. They did say we were a little bit too potty mouth, you know, but well, well yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it happens. So, yeah, yeah. Warning to the listener, the listener out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, this is a uh, we uh, listener discretion advised. Yeah, I, maybe yeah. I should say that at the beginning of it, but oh well. I, <laughs> I didn't expect pe- I didn't expect anybody listening to this shit, so that's why we curse. <laughs> yes, uh, if you're under seventeen, get permission from your mom to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> While you play Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty and whatever, yeah. <laughs> while you're while you're getting your like fortieth headshot in a row, yeah, exactly. <laughs> while you're on your laptop with Pornhub, while you listen to us in the background, so <laughs> yeah, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> uh, that being said, like I said, we move. Oh yeah, Eli, today is also well, even though for listeners today, tomorrow, well, yesterday will be uh, one. It will be Easter. And two, oh, yeah. it will be April Fool's Day. So, yes. So, Eli, which one did you celebrate? Um, not really any. I didn't. I didn't pull any pranks. Okay. And my and hey, I I got the house to myself. My uh, the baby mama took the kids out to Cali for the week, so to go visit family. Oh, so cool. I'm like okay. just chilling. I got the house to myself, which like never happens. I mean, what was the family so, on like spring break, anything like that? Or? Yeah, it, it's spring break. Yeah, and I was going to go, but I couldn't get the time off of work. So I'm just re- reveling and like having the house to myself. That never happens. Hey, like a vacation, it's a stay home vacation. So, hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 
And so, yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of pictures. Uh, everybody's celebrating Easter. Got little kids, and everybody's going to Sunday best. And and the thing is about you know, I was looking at news articles to talk about for the show. But the thing is, you can't trust anything you see today. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to ignore everything I saw. I'm looking at this one. Uh, one news article. Oh, Marvel bought DC. Like, okay, can't trust that shit. You know. Yeah. You know, so I, I yeah. just got to ignore everything that's coming out there. You know, or oh, Marvel buys. WB. It was a whole lot of Marvel buys. But here's the thing: it actually wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot as pranks as you normally do. I think because Easter did kind of fool with it, so it kind of got confused. You know, so Easter yeah. did kind of kill April Fool's Day. You know, another holiday Easter killed. What's that? And not not this year, but I think two years ago, uh, Easter was on the same day as April twentieth. Oh damn! Yeah, so it was four twenty. Yeah. So yeah, so Easter just completely killed four twenty. You couldn't have any four twenty jokes. I couldn't make all my. Oh, this is my favorite weed smoking song. You can't do that on Easter Day, you know. So I don't know. Pick your poison. So you can't celebrate both holidays. You got to celebrate one or the other. Uh, for a lot of other people, this today is the first. Also, maybe their rent due. So if they actually wear the rent, just say April Fool's Day. <laughs> you know, see if they get a good <laughs> laugh out of it. But uh, yeah, that's enough rambling. Can we can we move on to the show? Like the, the yeah, meat of the show. Dive right in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go in. Like I said, we have, uh, we actually got a lot of show for you today. A lot of crazy shit happened, even though it seemed like nothing happened. So the first thing we're going to do is dig into the box office numbers. And these box office numbers are actually pretty interesting. And we're going to have some news. Let's take a look. And uh, Eli, give it to me. What do we got? What is number one? I heard Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Spot. Ready Player One has a top spot. A comfortable lead also. The last few weeks, it's been touch and go. You'd be like, eh, I don't know who can get it. But, yeah, it was comfortable with Ready Player One. So, good job for Steven Spielberg. People weren't expecting, you know, even to put on those kind of numbers. People didn't know what to think about how the movie was going to do opening weekend, but it did pretty well. Uh, number two, just go ahead and give it to you. Number two was actually Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Yeah, now, so this isn't this isn't a Medea movie, right? I have no idea. It may or may not be. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, that's the thing. That's one thing I gotta say about Tyler Perry movies that now a lot of people say, Oh, Tyler Perry make movies for black people. He did not make movies for black people. He made movies for black women. Black guys <laughs> like me, we don't go see that shit. We don't go ten foot uh anywhere near that shit. Unless we're dragged to go see it by our wives and girlfriends. A long time ago, see a Tyler Perry movie. But other than that, I don't know what the fuck. I just know it's the same typical Tyler Perry movie. She gets cheated on. Whatever. I don't know. What the fuck ever. Uh, number three, we have Black Panther. Got number three, no shit. Yeah, which is so every, everything that beat it in the last few weeks. It beat are it now. <laughs> right. they, they now he came. They came back. He had a head on the comeback. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, I'll give you one week, and then I'm just gonna get my spot back. You know, that's that's the weird thing about it. So yeah, you had number three, Black Panther. You also had number four. I can only imagine. Yeah, what the fuck is? I that? don't know what the fuck this movie is, but it's making money. <laughs> so. Yeah. Weirdest shit. Like, like I said, it's done 55 million uh, domestic, which is actually pretty damn good, you know, before the uh, holiday season comes and everything like that. Uh, number five is Pacific Rim Uprising, which is weird because it beat Black Panther last week. Yeah. And now I it's, almost saw it, yeah. but I didn't get a chance to yet. Can I talk about uh, Pacific Rim Uprising for a second? Sure. Okay. I haven't seen the movie either. You haven't seen the movie, but where are we getting this thing? Like, here's the number one thing I'm keep hearing about Pacific Rim Uprising. 
oh, it's not as good as the first one. Oh, it couldn't live up to the first one. <laughs> when did the first one become a good movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, are, yeah, are we, it was okay. I thought it was okay. I, I thought, thought it was, it was okay too. I thought it was meh. You know, I thought it was, eh, you know, I, I mean, it was long. It was. I didn't think it was long. <laughs> it was something to watch. That's all it was. It was nothing special, nothing spectacular. It had a few cool action scenes. Movie. The acting was horrible. The dialogue was horrible. Most of the casting was, un, you know, not even uh, memorable. I can't even remember who was in the movie. It's the that only, guy, yeah. yeah, the guy from uh, what's the motorcycle Sons of mafia Anarchy. show? Yeah, that's what it's called. Right, <laughs> right. We get it. So he was a, a buff blonde yeah. white dude uh, from three years and ago. His act, and yeah. is that dude like British? And his you can his accent kind of. Yeah, everybody wants to do Green goes. Arrow, and he's never even heard of Green Arrow. You know, some shit like that. Yes, yeah. like why are you doing this shit? So I'm watching him in this movie, and, I'm, and, I, and the whole time watching, oh, like oh, they're trying to make him a thing. They're trying to make him. The next guy, you know, like what was that guy? Yeah. Taylor, Taylor Kitsch, or yeah. Sam Worthington? You know those guys. Yeah, what and, the fuck happened to him? Right, th- th- that's the thing. They always do this shit. They always get oh, he's that guy. Just throw, just make him a thing. Zach Efron, make him a thing. And they try to do it with this same guy too. And like, no, he he's not gonna work. He's not a thing. They try to do it with Shia LaBeouf, and actually it would have worked with him, but he went fucking nuts. You know, so. <laughs> That's the thing with him. So I'm watching this movie. I'm like, okay, this movie is eh, whatever. Now, some people just like, and the thing was, I, I went against other people's opinion on that movie because a lot of people told me that movie flat out fucking sucked. Like, don't watch Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim fucking sucked. And I watched it. I was like, eh, it was okay. But now we got the sequel, and people are saying that, oh, this movie couldn't. This is like, okay, you know what they, you know what they compared it to? They compared it to Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence. I'm like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> now, like, there's no way that this movie can be compared to Independence Day. Pacific Rim and Independence Day are two, two completely different movies. Like, Independence Day was actually a good movie. A lot of people liked that movie and made a lot of money. Pacific Rim didn't even make his money back, which is another reason why I'm kind of confused how we, got a, how we got a sequel. Like, I think it broke even or some shit, and that's about it. You know, it wasn't a yeah. runaway success. I, I heard that the new one is like, oh, all oh, the new one is just all action and there's like no plot. I'm like, well, that actually sounds kind of cool because the first one was really long and drawn out. Right. <laughs> and it had a plot, you but know? it made no fucking sense. It was just like... I mean, I'm watching giant robots fight giant monsters. You know, that's all I need to see. Right. <laughs> like, and most of it was in the dark. Most of it was in the water. Most of it was underwater. Yeah. It was in slow-mo. Raining was... and shit and right. lightning and... I like, mean, the only fuck? thing Zach, I can give Zach out. Snyder? I thought this was Guillermo del Toro. It looks like right. Zack Snyder made this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it kind of reminded me of a Transformer movie, but I give it credit that it did have better action than a Transformer movie. And that's the only thing I can say about it. It reminded remember that movie Battleship? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like if they made a Battleship 2 and somebody said, oh, battle, it could never live up to the first one, the classic with Rihanna. I'm like, come on, really? It's <laughs> Battleship, you know. <laughs> So, and I, I didn't think Battleship was that bad. I didn't think I mean, it was I, either. I, I, I watched, I, it, was, I watched yeah. it. I like it was on TV. I watched it, and you know, after an hour in, I'm like, well, shit, I spent an hour watching this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, might as well pull through it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I felt with Battleship. Like people were telling me Battleship was the worst movie ever made. And I watched. I like, eh, 
It was okay. Whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had no desire to get on the internet and register my disgust for it. So, therefore, <laughs> <Right. There laughs> I no, didn't think it was that bad. Right. There were two no two-year-long discussions about how Battlefield was up and down or Battleship, whatever the movie was. And, and, and I don't know. This Pacific and Rim. Did, I, yeah. I didn't drop my Rotten Tomato score on it or nothing. Right. <laughs> We're not going to boycott it, you know, nothing like that. It's just, just another movie. So I don't know. I haven't seen Pacific Rim. I probably won't see Pacific Rim until it comes on, you know, Hulu or Voodoo or Netflix or Amazon Prime. And when it comes there, like like Power Rangers, Power Rangers on Amazon Prime. That's when I, I haven't seen it yet, but eventually I'm going to get around to seeing it. But that's kind of what I think about any of these Pacific Rim movies, to be honest with you. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and shit, talk- I got like I got a week to, of anything I I want to do, so I might go check it out this week. So. <laughs> there you go. I I will base my opinion on what you say of Pacific Rim too. Yeah, whatever this movie is, I still have no interest regardless of what you say of it. But I'm, I'm interested to hear what you say. So, uh, now like I said we can go past that. We have number six. We have Sherlock Gnome still hanging in there. Of course, we have number seven, Love Simon. Ooh, number eight, we have Tomb Raider. Ouch! Oh, wow. Yeah, this is a this is a turkey. This well, is, I even forgot that it existed. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I wanted to see it, but I'm like, if it's that far down in like the second or third week, it's like, what's the point? It's like you can't talk to anybody about it because no one's gonna care. You know, you it didn't, even one of the reviews I've been hearing about it, they're saying the movie is eh, whatever. I mean, they said the Alicia Vikander chick like the only reason to watch the movie. They said she was pretty good. So other than that, that's it. I have heard this, Eli. A lot of people saying that it probably is the best video game movie ever made, which isn't saying much, you know. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, number nine, another movie that I forgot about was A Wrinkle in Time. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That's a I, Disney can't be happy with that. They can't. I, if it was any other studio, I think they'd be happy with the numbers they're getting. But like I said, this is the mouse. The mouse wants everything to hit a billion plus. So uh, who knows? And number ten, Paul Apostle of Christ. I get it now. It came out around Easter time. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah. now. Yeah. Same reason why BVS came out around Easter time too. You <laughs> go ahead, never. <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. But let's go back and look at some of these numbers. Let's look at where Black Panther is right now. Because like I said, we always talking about Black Panther, why the numbers are going. Currently, it is still number five domestic all time. But of course, worldwide, it is number 11 right now and is actually not too far behind. What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Not too far behind Frozen, which it'll probably catch the next few days. And if it catch Frozen, that will put it top 10 all-time worldwide. And oh, wow. Yeah, and it's actually not too far behind Star Wars The Last Jedi either. So, yeah, right now it's at $650 million. Let's see, domestic-wise, it's going to be able to catch anybody domestically-wise. Let's see. Going to take a look at the numbers. And let's see, $650. Oh, it's going to catch Jurassic World easily. And looking at these numbers, it looks like it has a very strong shot of Titanic. So, before the run is over of Black Panther, it looked like it's very well going to be number three all time domestically. Yeah. Cool. I don't think it's going to touch Avatar. I don't think it's going to touch Star Wars. Those movies are just way too far out there. But yeah, that's a pretty good number. So, uh, like I said, Infinity War has a lot to live up to, but I'm pretty sure it will. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um,. Eli, what else is on tap as far as movie wise? I think that's all we want to talk about. Anything else we can touch on? I or? did. I did see Ready Player One. Oh fuck! You did see Ready Player One. Okay. 
I forgot about that. That's another movie that I actually forgot existed. But yeah, yeah. Tell me. Uh, look, let it rip. I don't give a shit. If uh, I'm, I'm allowing Eli full spoilers. He can spoil this shit for me want to. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm letting you know Eli's going to let it rip. So all right. just let it go. Spoilers? Go for it. Uh, okay. just, just go all spoilers. Out. Yeah. The good guy wins. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ready Player One, um, based on a novel, the the geeky novel by Ernest Klein. I've actually read the book. That, that was my next uh, question. Okay, so you read the book. Okay. I, I, I did enjoy the book. Um, the movie is very, very loosely based on it. So it's way different. And I've noticed this about Spielberg. When he when he makes a movie based on a book, he changes the fuck. He doesn't like, hey, what's that book about? Okay, I'm gonna make a movie about it. And <laughs> it's like he doesn't even read the book. Tell me the story. Okay, I'm gonna make my own movie. So uh, you know, he did that with Jurassic Park and The Lost World. I read those books. Like Jaws is way different than the book. You know, that's just kind of his thing. And this movie, um, so you don't have to read the book to enjoy it. But if you're a fan of the book, you might, you know, it's there's a lot changed, you know. So um, with that in mind, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I want to see it again because um, there's just so much shit in it. Uh, if you're if you're into video games and I know you are, I think you're going to dig it. <laughs> OK, that, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it's a really good video game movie. So. Yeah. Now it's basically uh, it's a futuristic dystopian tale where the world is fucked up, climate change, crime, classism, every you know, every all the poor people are living in these like stacks. They call them the stacks. These like trailer parks just stacked on top of each other. Every everybody's the, the world's fucked up. So everybody spends their time in this virtual internet known as the oasis like everybody's got like the visors on you know it's virtual reality it's like an internet that you can live in you know virtual reality hmm, um okay. now the guy who invented it he dies but he left an, a secret easter egg located somewhere in this oasis and whoever finds it um basically gets control of the oasis and, and inherits his fortune Basically so it's a, becomes a, so it's a video game Willy Wonka. Basically, yes. Okay. Um, and that's what it is. And this one, basically, all the, all these video game uh, gamers, they're all searching. Everybody on Earth is searching for this Easter egg, and they and, and this one kid and his and his crew basically start unlocking the the, the, the different challenges and stuff, and uh, and start uh, and go on this quest. But at the same time, there's this giant corporation that are, is after it too. And what, once he makes the first discovery, the first key, um, they have, they, this corporation comes after him. It's like, hey, you know, it tries to basically hire him. Like, if you find this key, you know, we'll give you a part of the fortune, blah, blah, blah. We'll set you up for life. And But then they will own the internet or the oasis, you know, so to speak. So that's what the movie is. It's them trying to find, going on all these video game quests and it's full of pop culture references, you know. I heard it's um, so many pop culture references that they just throw them at you and don't care whether you catch them or not. You know, like yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's why I want to see it again. Yeah, that's why I want to see it again. I was like, holy shit, did, was that Spawn? 
You know, was that with the Ninja Turtles? Like, it's like everything's in it, like Gremlins and. I mean, even all the trailer shit. was like that. Like they had, I saw like a. Well, I didn't watch it, but I, I saw on the YouTube it was like a a ten or fifteen minute breakdown of the trailer, just of Easter eggs and shit. I'm like, I'm not doing all that. You know, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. in there. It's cool. You know. Yeah, there's like the first challenge is this race, um, where like every and like every you can have you you can choose your avatar and your own car. You see, yeah, the kids driving the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Um, you see Kaneda's bike from Akira. You know, there's you know Mad Max's Interceptor. You know, there's all kind of, every car from pop culture, a Batmobile. You know, <laughs> <laughs> every car from pop culture is in the movie. Um, and yeah, and there's lots of video game references. And the book is like that too. The book is very heavily influenced on video games, especially old school, like Easter eggs of Atari and all that shit. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I was into it. I saw it in like one of the big giant screens with the Dolby digital surround sound where my fucking, my, my chair was shaking, you know? Oh, damn, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, like it was like, kind of jarring because i had just woke I, I saw it like the early showing so i kind of just woken up and then um shit was all loud i was like damn this is gonna like make me shit myself because <laughs> the seat was all vibrating and shit but um i liked it a lot i i thought it was cool i thought it was a lot of fun i want to see it again um like i said the book is way different uh it goes it, it the 80s references are more prominent in the book than in the movie um there is a lot of that but um, it's not in your face like the book was or like, say, Stranger Things or it like the, the whole 80s nostalgia thing mm -hmm. that's going on these days. Um, it's there, but it's not totally in your face. Like, I mean, well, I've, I've it, heard yeah. I mean, they say, you know, they're going 80s crazy, but I saw stuff like Overwatch in there and stuff, you know, like, you know, new yeah. stuff. So, yeah, like Gears of War and, you know, like I, there's all kinds of shit, you know. Yeah, and yeah there is. A, it is heavily influenced by 80s stuff but you know you know mecha godzilla kong gundam wing you know all that shit's in there you know <laughs> cool okay you know so, okay so, so yeah i i give it a four out of five at least i mean i want to see it again just so i can like try to notice different things you know mm -hmm. you know but it was a lot of fun i did think it kind of dragged out towards the end you know but um i still liked it and the book Kind of the th one thing I thought it could have tackled a little more was the theme of net neutrality, mm -hmm. which is like kind of the, like the theme in the book. Like this giant corporation is trying to take control of the Oasis. And then once they get it, then they were going to start charging everybody because it was free for everyone. You know, that's why everyone on Earth is always in the Oasis because their life sucks. So they spend all their time in this virtual Internet, you know, because it was free. I mean, yeah, you had to buy certain stuffs and your upgrades and stuff like that, but you could browse it for free. And then this giant corporation was trying to take it over and they were going to start charging everybody. So that was like – and this book came out like eight years ago. Wow. So, But, but at the same time, even eight years ago, they've been talking about net neutrality just was able to stop yeah. it then. you know. And I thought that that's kind of a relevant issue now that I felt that the, that the movie could have sort of touched on. Um, that kind of just glossed over it really quick. But the point of the movie is more about, you know, appreciating real life, appreciating your relationships with your friends and family. Um, because the guy, um, the guy who invented the Oasis, his one regret was he never told the girl that he liked how he felt that, you know, and 
he had he was like kind of socially awkward and he was just shy he was a shy kid so he just spent all his time you know in this virtual reality and didn't appreciate you know the human relationships you know so that was kind of that's kind of the moral of the story of you know there's a real world you know appreciate the the realness instead of hiding from reality you know no matter how shitty it is you know that at least friendships and you know your family that's that's the important thing so that's kind of the point of the movie but um it's still a lot of fun i i dug on it i really dug on it kind of like a matrix if everybody was willing to and already knew they were going into the matrix kind of yeah that that's yeah that's it's like the matrix yeah meets yeah like willy wonka basically <laughs> <laughs> cool premise okay so let me ask you this okay like i said I, you're a movie buff you know i would even call you yeah. a movie critic how would you compare this to other Spielberg movies? Do you feel like it deserves to be in that in that ranking? Would you put them in like when you name Spielberg great movies? It's it's um it's probably the his best one in a while. I I can't remember the last movie I really liked by him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, maybe Minority Report. Yeah, I that's think what I was going to say. Minority Report was. I, was I, I say Minority Report was in there with the other ones. You know. Yeah, um, I haven't seen like the BFG or Lincoln or, you know, I, I haven't seen. I haven't just haven't seen. I even saw Munich and I thought that was just okay. You know, it's you know Private Ryan. I think was his last like total masterpiece. I think. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'll give you that. You know, but this, but the thing about this movie is like. Steven Spielberg, and, and along with like George Lucas, like they kind of invented pop culture, so to speak. Like all their movies are what we grew up on and kind of shaped what we have now. All the geeky shit that we, this they invented most of it. You know, Spielberg and Lucas pretty much had a hand in making most of the movies we've liked you know yeah <laughs> you know and, and that's one thing that's one thing i hate that george lucas did with star wars i hate that he just got bogged down with star wars and that's it because like i said uh spielberg spielberg has been all over doing all kind of stuff you know making this movie making a movie making a movie and george lucas you know he made you know uh what was that 50s movies happy days based off of oh the is it uh fuck i can't remember american the name graffiti of it. american graffiti okay he made made graffiti and then he made star wars and then he made like thx something else between it and then after star wars he was like that's it i'm good i'm just gonna just crank out star wars instead of going to other projects you know and working on other projects like he may throw his name on some other stuff you know, like willow and howard the duck and some bullshit like that you know but as far as like getting throwing his hat into the ring and working on other movies like say christopher nolan things like that lucas didn't do that and i think he he owed us to give us something else you know whatever it was you know, I just yeah. wanted to see what else he could have gave us, you know. Yeah, he kind of just sits, he kind of was just sitting in the background, kind of overseeing everything while, you know, the director is the one who chooses the shots and works with the actors. And, you know, so back when he did finally return as a director on the prequels, you can see that, that he didn't hone his craft, say, the way Spielberg had. Right. Yeah. And then not on top of that, when he came back for the premiere now, pre uh, prequels, not only did he, you know, was kind of rusty, he was surrounded by Yes Men. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I problem. mean, there's a lot of great ideas, but you can, yeah, you can tell in the performances, you know, you can tell in the pacing, you know, and just how the plots are laid out that, you know, that, yeah, that someone should have been in there. Like, hey, hey, 
you know <laughs> i mean like it's, I, I feel like the prequel like if he would have just stepped because honestly i feel like the world the universe of the prequels are more interesting than the original world just the world of it like the world building he did but like i said mm -hmm. if he had some better directors on there and maybe not so many yes men those prequels would have been a lot better turn you know turned out you know they yeah. would have been fleshed out you know yeah and he was so preoccupied with all this new technology we can make all these digital worlds now you yeah. know and i, I mean, think he got carried away with that yeah imagine if you if he would have brought jj abrams in to do the prequels but jj yeah. had to do whatever he said i mean or you spielberg to direct you always wanted spielberg you wanted spielberg to direct return of the jedi but couldn't because of the dispute with the studios over you know the director's guild and all that shit and you know and that would have so, been amazing you know yeah yeah so uh, but yeah i mean spielberg i mean he still got it i mean um it and the thing is it's because it's spielberg he had access to every fucking toy in the cinematic toy box you know what i'm saying so the movie looks amazing the effects are fucking amazing it's just, it's just and plus, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to wonder. Why, going back and watch the movie, is everything in the movie like was it owned by Warner Brothers? Because of course, if it was Warner Brothers, they can do whatever they want, you know. No, because there was an alien reference. Oh, that's that, Fox. That, okay. Yeah, there was an alien reference um, in there because I was thinking about that too. Um, yeah, so I'm like, hey, they don't, you know, duh, that was Fox, and <laughs> Fox is being bought by Disney, so that's a big. You know, <laughs> right. Which is but another sure April Fools, Fools I heard that uh, the Fox deal failed through Comcast bought Fox. And I'm like, fuck. And they're like, oh, wait, it's April Fools Day. Never mind. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that one got me. I'll give you that one. So, OK, cool. And okay. if you're a fan of The Shining, I don't I know you don't do horror movies, but The Shining. If you're I, I a fan did see of the, the Shining. Shining. I saw The Shining. OK, yeah. there's a great Shining reference in this. If you're a fan of The Shining. There's an awesome scene in this movie that you're going to just dig. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. So yeah. so, yeah, Ready Player One is a lot of fun. You know, I, I dug on it. So. Okay, so it makes sense why it made the money it's made. It make me interested in wanting to check it out, so I might go see that one. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and do it on the big screen. This is one of those movies where, yeah, it's basically that, that shit I talk about where, you know, how cinema is dying and everyone's not going to theaters anymore because of unless it's a big event film. Well, this is one of them. This is what this is totally made to be seen on the big screen, and it's fucking Spielberg. So <laughs> it's Spielberg back on his on top of his game. So yeah, yeah. go see it. Yeah. So oh, so okay, you got your review out the way. I got a movie that I saw this weekend. Uh, oh, didn't yeah? go to the movies and saw it, but I saw it. And if you want to say a movie, you can say cartoon. What I saw was, of course, DC animated's new animated movie, and it was Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay. Like I said, they have a new Suicide Squad movie. Now, the thing I want to say about these DC movies, now you got to pay attention to them because the thing is with the DC movies, they have a canon and a continuity with some of them. Like not all of them are canon, but some of them are. Like then, like Batman and Harley Quinn is not, and Killing Joke is not, but Batman and Son is, and what's that other one? Batman Bad Blood is, and the Justice League one. So, so this one is canon. With that whole connection so basically everyone since flashpoint and just lee warns like that this one is in that whole universe thing like that and it continues that story so basically what it is the suicide squad is in this one and i'm not gonna tell you the story i'm not gonna spoil it i'm not gonna spoil it for you i'm gonna let you watch it <laughs> i will say this i'll just talk <laughs> about this the introduction of this with suicide squad 
honestly to me is one of the best introduction like you know one of the co-opens one of the best co-opens that dc has ever done one of these animated movies okay. that shit was mind-blowing to me now we, i want to say that i don't know what rating they gave this movie but i'm pretty sure it was a r i mean like a hard r this movie was bloody there's one easily the bloodiest most graphic and goriest dc movie they've done so far matter of fact oh, I, yeah i even think i saw some nudity man I, i'm pretty sure i saw a nipple somewhere <laughs> but I, it's one of those freeze frames you got to do and shit and i didn't feel like doing cartoon that. nipples yeah cartoon <laughs> nipples somewhere in there and i'm like i started free trip well like it's a cartoon nipple is it really serious <laughs> like just let it go even if it did happen or not you know just let well, it go that's what i was waiting for you know when they said the killing joke was supposed to be rated r you know and i'm like well shit man right <laughs> and yeah, then there's, not, there was like, that the sex scene between Batgirl and Batman, I'm like, well, shit, where the fuck, where's the titties at? <laughs> right, like, that shit could have been easily PG-13, but no, this shit, hard R. Like I said, the language, the swearing, you know, the the sex scenes, even though, like I said, may or may not have been nudity, but just the implications of it, and just the subject matter they were talking about, all of it is hard R in there. Uh, they have Skinny Waller in it this time, but actually they have, a, so they went from Fat Waller to Skinny Waller, but they have a reason why there's a Skinny Waller in the movie. Which is pretty cool also. I'm not going to tell you the reason, but if you watch the movie, you understand why. Uh, overall, the story was pretty good. They had some of the new Suicide Squad characters show up. Like, you had Bronze Tiger show up, you know. Uh, he was a badass. You had some other dudes I don't know about and shit like that. You had the usual three. You know, you had uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang, and all them, and Waller, and stuff like that. Uh, no Batman. Batman was nowhere in this movie. No shit. Yeah, that that kind of shocked me. I was like, "Whoa, no!" Well, actually, I'll, 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 okay, I'll I'll spoil one thing. Okay, there's one scene where Batman shows up, one frame. That's it. But it's, it's not like he's in it all the way through it and they're selling it to do Batman stuff like that. He just shows up one quick second, and even this time he shows up, it's inconsequential. So I applaud them for that because I think they they're hanging on Batman a little bit too much. Where it kind of drags the movie down, but they don't let these movies just shine on their own. And this movie definitely is shining its own. Yes, it's better than the actual Suicide Squad movie, <laughs> which is not saying much. And it kind of it kind of points out to why the action live action movies, Suicide Squad movies can't be as good as this movie or even the last movie before then. Because since these movies are hard R, they can take these Suicide Squad who are these bad black ops mercenary dudes. They can take them to a whole nother level. They can't do in these PG-13 movies. You know, they're supposed to be R. They're supposed to be fucking over each other. They're supposed to be, you know, assholes. And they can't take them to that level because they're stuck within this movie cliche genre, stuff like that, where in the in the cartoon, they're not. They have no mores. They are bad guys. They are villains. And they will fuck each other over at any chance they get, you know. And that's what I like about it, you know. And, oh, and, of course, this is the Suicide Squad. Folks get killed left and right. <laughs> like, you know people oh. on the team is going to get taken out, so... <laughs> So overall, yeah, I give this one, I give this one a 4.5 out of 5, man. It was, it was solid. Like I said, that intro was insane. It lets you know like, oh, wow, this is where the movie's going to go at. I feel like the rest of the movie didn't quite live up to that one because just the beginning of the movie was so insane, but it was still a good solid ride. I still, I think I still prefer the other Suicide Squad movie better, but this one's right uh, there. The Escape from Arkham one? Or yeah, the one from Arkham. Now, the thing was that the, the one from Arkham one is actually not within this canon. That is actually the canon of like the Arkham games, like Arkham Knight. Okay. Yeah, so this is separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So technically for this canon, this universe, this new 52 universe these cartoons doing, this is the first time the Suicide Squad has shown up. So 
Okay. Yeah, makes sense. But like I said, if if it's it's almost like if they wanted to connect it or make it like a sequel to to Last Arkham, they could do it. It could like if you wanted to make it fit, it could fit. So okay. it's pretty cool. So yeah, that's all I gotta say about that one. Uh, definitely, if you get a chance to go watch it, Suicide Squad. Oh, it was something else at the end of. There was a bonus at the end of the movie that I watched. They also gave me a six-minute preview of the death of Superman. So they're remaking that. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but this time, you know, like the other one, this one will be also in the canon continuity of this whole new Fifty-Two universe, also. So he's going to have the same suit and he's going to remember he hasn't been with Lois Lane in this. So he's going to be getting with Lois Lane. Doomsday's going to show up, beat the fuck out of Justice League's going to be in it. He's going to be the fuck out of Justice League. And I don't know. They said it's supposed to be a two part. So we'll see how it goes from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty cool and all that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we got on tab. Let me see if we talk about that. We talk about that. We can talk about Fox kind of. I guess we talk about Fox. Let's talk about Fox for a little bit. Okay. So like I said, this let's talk about comic book related news. We used to say that towards the end, let's talk about it right now because it seems to be a big deal for some people, I guess. Eli, guess what? What's up? The Fantastic Four coming back to comics. Ooh, to comics. Yeah, to comics. Woo, yay. I know some people are freaking out about <laughs> that shit. You know, I, I, I like I said, I've I've said on this show a bunch of times how I felt about the Fantastic Four. I think they're whatever. I'm glad people are happy about it. Hopefully they'll actually buy the books this time because, like I said, we I've I've said it before they they wasn't canceled because of the Fox bullshit. They were canceled because they weren't selling. So hopefully people will, since they beg for them to come back. Hopefully they actually sell this time. Um, that being said, I'm not too certain. It, it, it does seem like since they're bringing a fantastic. Now this is the the, the original crew. This is Reed. Yes, Sue. this is the original crew. This is not She Hulk. Yeah and the wizard or some shit like that no this is the original kids and all that shit yeah Yeah. no this is the the first family is what they call it they're bringing back the first family you know so that's pretty cool and they're gonna you know what i started thinking about something i know we like to talk about the comic book shit in the end but i'm I'm gonna bring up something okay Okay. they're bringing back the fantastic four um they're pretty much getting rid of they're pretty much bringing back everybody you know they're bringing back not just fantastic four but they're bringing back like wolverine's back Bruce Banner's back, you know, Thor's getting back the hammer again, Captain America's back, so all the, all the shit, like, Tony Stark is back, like, all the people that got rid of, like, 2015 is when they said they were gonna do this all new, all different Marvel, where they just got rid of everybody and just brought in just brand new people, well, it seemed like they're pushing those people back to the wayside, you know, bringing back the other people to the forefront, you know, all the people they've complained about, okay, they're back, and then all the, the race swap and gender swap people that everybody was bitching about and complaining about and was ready to you know fight the you know the marvel execs at comic con you know they're like oh don't worry you guys that you wanted her back and the other guys that you didn't like they get rid of so like jane foster thor they're killing her like i said reread they're probably gonna just you know push it to the wayside <laughs> uh miles morales would no longer be called spider-man they have no idea what they're gonna call him. they're canceling his book that's one thing yeah. Yeah. So we have no what they're gonna do. They cancel Falcon. So we don't know what they're gonna do with him. Nor does anybody probably care. You know, so and then the, like I said, the another thing about the Marvel comics is that people are saying they were too preachy and they were too SJW. Well, you don't have to worry about that because now with these Marvel comics, all they're doing is just punch each other for like thirty pages. So woohoo. <laughs> 
no subtext i hope you're happy now you know fantastic four back everything you wanted is back now so yeah there's there's so everything marvel everybody everything everybody complained about marvel is doing exactly what they want to do this is bringing everything back the way it was before but at the same time eli is something that stuck with me you remember okay you remember eric right of course you remember eric yeah i know you remember eric shout out to eric bomb shout out to eric okay Get, get Valiant. Get Valiant. Get Valiant. He only reads Valiant comics. <laughs> exactly. He, he's all the talk about Valiant. That's it. But I will say this. One of Eric's last shows on him, because like I said, he was one of our uh, co-hosts also. But Eli, it was something he said that burned my soul and stuck with me ever since he left. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't say it when just he was here. Just one thing he just said? Just one thing he said. Every other time I was asleep, it was just Valiant this, Valiant that, so I was asleep. But just one thing... <laughs> stuck with me <laughs> and it was how oh, he's man. yeah just heard what he said about the godfather movies man <laughs> <laughs> i was sleeping during that time i don't know whether like the heavenly valiant i don't know <laughs> but yeah okay th- this is what he said he said that he was you know getting upset with like these comics like dc and marvel because they're not progressing they're not evolving they're not changing the characters or doing anything the, the characters are doing the same shit they've been doing since the 1960s or 70s or 80s whatever like that and then i'm looking at marvel trying to do something different like they did in 2015 now did they did they stick a landing fuck no they did not but at least they tried they tried to do yeah. something and now all these fans are bitching, just do everything the same way you did it before. Do everything the same way you did it before. And they're doing the stuff they did it before, but I'm like, if you're just doing what we've already seen, why do I need to read that? Why do I need to read the same shit I read back in the 70s? Like, you, you, like a couple years ago, they made Peter Parker a billionaire. You know, he finally used his smarts and, and built his own company and was being successful and was able to tell new stories. But now he's broke again. So yeah, he's, he's broke. He's living in... Fuck yeah, he's got a roommate. Yeah, he's poor again. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? So so he's doing the same Lost shit he's been doing. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, for Jay Jonah again. And, yeah, like, what know. the fuck, man? Like, let these characters progress. Let them do something. Let's stop, let's stop having them spinning wheels. Now, I'm not saying have Falcon, Captain America forever and things like that, but at least make it feel like, like, fuck it. If you want to make Captain America Nazi, make Captain America fucking Nazi. At least it's something different. You know, yeah. people will bitch about it, but at least it's something different. At least not doing the same shit you've been doing over and over and over again. So it's like when I see the fans bitching, and it's like the fan that's all the fans want. They just want the same shit. But the thing is, the people bitching, I don't even think they're buying this shit. No. <laughs> they just seeing this shit on the internet and they're seeing headlines and they're freaking the fuck out and they're just being loud. And but they weren't buying these books to begin with. Because, yeah. like I said, when they changed Thor into Jane Foster and the female, they were like some of her highest selling comic. That was some of Thor's highest comic selling sales in decades. So people want to bitch and moan about it, but people are actually buying the books. So where 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 were you when Thor was at his Thorness? You know, you weren't buying the books then. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what's going on. That that's the one thing that that Eric said that stuck with me. And I'm looking at these comics, and it does feel like it's just wheels spinning just doing the same shit over and over again instead of a, a character moving to you know something else you know or you know taking up another mantle, at least moving to another area something like that so that's all i had to say about that yeah fantastic four woo <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point <laughs> that's the whole point yeah <laughs> uh moving on we're going to stick with fox we're also going to talk about uh your favorite rapper eli <laughs> 
My favorite rapper. Your favorite rapper, yeah, Childish Gambino. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Donald Donald Glover, of course. Uh, Donald Glover has gotten to a little spat with FX or you could say Fox or anything like that because he was working on a Deadpool, you know, TV show, and Fox canceled it. FX canceled it. Whoever canceled it. Anime, canceled it's supposed it. to be animated. It's supposed whatever. to be animated. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be animated. It's supposed to be like kind of based on the movies, things like that. And FX kind of threw Donald Glover under the bus saying he didn't have time for it. He wasn't busy and stuff like that. And for some reason, Donald Glover actually created a Twitter page. He created a Twitter page and leaked a script. But it wasn't the script of Deadpool. It was like a comedy script where he was actually like making fun of Fox. Yeah, I didn't read the entire thing, but I just read like the part of where he started, you know, seeing Act One. But the whole time he was rigging his box, and if you break down the script, he basically was throwing like little jabs and like, no, I had time to do it. You canceled it because it created difference things like that, and so they have an issue with that. Now I want to ask him because you know he has his show on there, but of course they're not going to cancel his show because it's probably one of the best rated shows on there. But here's another thing, Eli, and I, I don't know whether to believe this or not. They're saying that there was footage of the animated pilot leaked online oh really i saw it oh no shit and it looked good but i, I don't know if i can believe it or not because i saw it oh. today oh damn <laughs> so so it's april fool's day so i don't know if it was real or not if it's real it looked pretty damn good the whole thing was like it was it was an animated you know deadpool shooting up people so like that but all of the dialogue was from the movie Oh, really? Yeah, all the dialogues from the movie. But it was like uh, the the bridge scene. He was like, uh, that's why bad guys can't see me bleed. I see you brought the brown pants. You know, that whole scene there. But the animated series with the animation would look, look good. And it was Deadpool. And it looked awesome. So I don't know if it was real or fake or what. So, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I, I, was, I was a little disappointed when I heard that it was canceled. I was... I was Kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I never thought it was gonna. Uh, I never thought it was gonna be real anyway. I just didn't believe it. I was like, "That's that's something." I like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Because you know, because you hear so many of these things. DC got like fifteen or twenty different projects out right now. None of that shit is gonna hit the fans. So I, I was thinking the same thing about the Deadpool stuff, but I didn't know how close it was to the cancel. Like, you know, Donald Glover really did want to do it. If this you know footage is real of this cartoon i saw i don't know it's it's insane so i don't know what else we got uh i guess we can talk about video video games okay okay well, not oh, really. you don't want to talk about the fox shit with new mutants and dark phoenix oh i forgot about this shit yeah we can talk about that <laughs> i kind of <laughs> forgot about it but yeah we can talk about it okay so yeah dark phoenix new mutant has been pushed back to when he lied 2019 2020 like another shit? two years now yeah some <laughs> they shit they're both supposed to like new mutants were supposed to come out like this month like <laughs> that's what i heard yeah like like next week or some shit <laughs> yeah and then it got pushed till february of next year now it yeah. got pushed till like august or some shit till next year yeah i'm hearing so something like, like that another they, year and a half yeah, yeah i mean i'm hearing something like they're gonna shoot like reshoot like 50 percent of the movie something yeah i heard there was rumors that they were going to add warlock to it but i guess those were just rumors but then i, I heard it, they wanted to make it more of a horror move they like wanted to make it more scary like push the horror more so, yeah they, I, I think they just wanted the movie just to stand out you know like like yeah deadpool and you had logan i think they said when they saw like the first 
draft or the first run through a screening and thing like that. They said they didn't give them that that feeling, you know, like like Deadpool mm-hmm. and Logan. They said they they wanted to be at that level. So yeah, they like and, and yeah, and out of all the movies, I mean, that was one of the ones that I was kind of interested in because it was had a different tone. Yeah, you know, and and it, it makes uh, sense because, like I said, if New Mutants hits. Then they can turn New Mutants to a franchise. If the first movie sucks, nobody's gonna see New Mutants too. Yeah, but I think they want it's it's. I think they're trying to connect it to Dark Phoenix somehow. I don't know, or because they they want Dark Phoenix to come out first or something. I don't know. Some shit. I, and, I don't know. And then then about the Dark Phoenix shit also. Uh, Jessica Chastain was cast in the movie. Now she was cast in the movie as Lalandra. Now okay. they're saying she's playing a completely different character. Yeah. Yeah. They say she's supposed to be playing Miss Sinister. I didn't know there was a Miss Sinister. Miss Sinister. Yeah, because they got Mister Sinister, but then they got a Miss Sinister. Okay. I don't know. And they're saying Mister Sinister is supposed to be played by John Hamm. Yeah, and then I heard that 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 that's not might not happen now because of this <laughs> whole we shoot shit now. Right, because he might be able to make it. Because because John Hamm's actually playing in some good movies now. <laughs> He's like, I don't need this X Men <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got him two years ago, right after Madman went doing shit. He was just sitting on his ass waiting for something to happen. Yeah. yeah. Now he's playing in Sicario or some other shit. You know, like, no, he don't have time for this shit. So, so that, that's how I feel. I don't know what this Fox shit is going on with, man, why they pushing this shit back. They're going to put this shit back two years. The movie's still going to suck anyway. So Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I, was, I was like looking forward to it, you know, other than, you know, the whole Danny Moonstar thing. But I, I was like, yeah, that was what I was looking for. One of one of the movies I was looking forward to, you know, um, this year. And now I got to wait. And I'm like hoping nothing happens between now and then, because that's like another two years almost. And like, you know, you know, in this day and age, somebody's going to, you know, get busted for some shit now that, oh, that movie sucks and we can't support it. You know how this fucking... Oh, yeah, like uh, like Deadpool 2 with, with that yeah, guy, yeah. T.J. Miller? Yeah. Yeah, people are even yeah. shocked he's still in the movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm... That's, like, that's a long time, not not to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't touch yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so one of the star, yeah, the star of New Mutants got caught showing at his dick in a public bathroom. <laughs> You're <or something>. right. <laughs> now we have to boycott the movie automatically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's always some stupid shit going on. So yeah, that's uh, the X franchise going on right now. I guess it's a good thing because we have so many comic movies coming out right now. But I didn't want to just be overloaded with Marvel, you know, because all we got is Aquaman. I mean. Eh. I guess Venom, who might not even be in the movie. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So always some crazy shit there. Uh, other than that, I think that was it for that. I, video game music. I guess we can talk about. Nah, fuck Rampage. I don't want to talk about Rampage. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna skip over that shit. Do want to talk about this? Okay, Eli. The uh, opening season of baseball is is here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the opening season of baseball is here. Uh, and there's a game that I'm interested in that I might get a PlayStation 4, but I don't know if I want to get it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, MLB The Show. Yeah, I saw you could play as, like, Babe Ruth or some shit now. 
I guess Babe Ruth played because he was probably because the Negro League wasn't there, but whatever. Uh, the whole thing was it, it's like the MLB is good and I can't get it anywhere but PlayStation, so I want to play it, but I can't play it. Now, you know what makes me kind of not want to play the MLB shows anymore, what I used to really like about them? Okay, remember, remember the PlayStation move. The place, oh, yeah, 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 with the wands, or yeah, whatever. the motion control shit. It was kind of like the Wii yeah. thing, okay? So, PlayStation yeah. had their thing also. So, I used to, uh, and you know, with the pl- baseball game on PlayStation, uh, Nintendo used to swing it and you actually used to pitch it like that. Same way it used to be on one of those MLB show games, I think like NBA, uh, MLB 11 or 12, or something like that. They took it out eventually, but it was fun when it had. So, I was using it and I was having fun, like, I was actually pitching, you know, I had. Uh, one of the pitchers from the Braves, you know, and I, I played a season through him, rode to the show, and I was pitching. Did you do a wind-up and shit? Like, I was doing the whole thing, the wind-up, change-up, everything. You know? Spitting tobacco and shit. Yeah, like shaking my head at looking the at, you know? Yeah, looking at first base and shit. Yeah, looking at first base, looking at the catcher, looking at him throwing the numbers and that. Like, the catcher throwing a fastball, like, nah, no. So I'm throwing heat, just heat the whole time. And no, I did not throw the control into the TV. I know what people are thinking. No, I didn't do that. I'm not that dumb, even though I know plenty of people that have done that shit when they had them damn Wii U's or whatever. So, but here's the thing, Eli. I was playing that game and I was pitching, throwing heat, throwing fastballs. By the third inning, dude, my arm was on fire. I couldn't lift it anymore. It was like numb for the, like the next two days. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So they had to call in the relief. Right. The relief. <laughs> I just cut that shit off. That's what I did for now. <laughs> All right, you're done, Leroy. We'll get this guy out for you. <laughs> right. I got no more coaching. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, how does somebody do this shit for nine innings? I couldn't make it past three. <laughs> I'm like just throwing heat the whole time. So, yeah, that, that was my, the closest I've gotten to playing real baseball lately. So, But, yeah, it's a fun game. I just wish they would bring back those most. I don't know why they took them away. I just love that shit. Yeah, I thought it was cool on the Wii. I mean, I had that sports Wii game and shit. We yeah, had it was fun. I don't know why people rejected it. It's like boxing you know. and. So I had the lightsaber game. That one, uh, duels or Star Wars duels where we had the lightsabers and shit. Oh, have, so you, have you seen the new one they have out? Well, actually, not even on PlayStation. It's on. It's on your iPhone. Where oh, you, really? you actually buy the lightsabers, right? And you buy this these VR goggles, and you download the app on your phone. And then, oh, no shit. Yeah, and so you're looking at the lightsaber with the lightsabers. They actually, like, it's just uh, you just a handle, but in your VR goggles, they're actually lightsabers. You go against, you give them somebody else, and y'all are fighting each other. Oh, shit. I got them goggles, too. I never fucking even used them. Yeah, yeah, so that's the new shit. So, yeah. I got for my, they came when I did my upgrade for my phone and shit. They, they gave us these, like, headsets and shit. Hey, take advantage. <laughs> I'm saying that's that's where everything is going now. So yeah, and so that being said, that's all I got for the video game section. Nothing really else. I just want to talk. Even talking about this shit got my arm hurt because I remember that shit like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, we could talk about the bread and butter that actually pays the bills for the comic book podcast. This is the uh, we're gonna talk about our comic book reviews, and this week is pretty good because we actually read the same books accidentally i kind of yeah. felt like I, eli i kind of feel like you're going to read the same books i was going to read this week but i read them anyway because i just want to read them and just you know just have a discussion about them so uh yeah, yeah like i said this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna do like i said i know you i'm gonna give you the hard one the hard one yeah, i'm gonna give you the hard one 
Okay. I'm going to take the well, easy shit. one. shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I, okay. Which, <laughs> which one's the hard one now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The easy one, like I said, I'm going to take the easy one. I'll go first. Uh, the easy one we're going to talk about today is uh, Doomsday Clock number four. Oh, really? I thought that was the hard one. No. That okay, was yeah. You, you could talk about Doomsday Clock. <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday Clock was the easier of the two. It was some shit, too, but that the other one just hurt my fucking head. So, yeah, we could talk about that one. Okay. All right. But, yeah, well, yeah Doomsday, Doomsday, Doomsday Clock was confusing as fuck, too, to be honest with you. But I had to read a couple times, and I, I figured out. Okay, so basically what Doomsday Clock is, like I said, this is issue number four basically what it is and i'll just give you a quick rundown of it so we have the rorschach number two rorschach the second guy batman is caught him throwing him in arkham asylum and basically the entire book is just about him in arkham asylum kind of because like i said he's crazy so we're gonna go to this place in the mind also and basically he's in line and he's talking to this guy with tiger stripes on his face like that now, i'm pretty sure he's a old batman villain i have no idea who he is but i'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that, that knows him and Jeff Johns pulled him somewhere, but anyway, he's telling him in jail like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They've been looking at you and they think you look nice, but if you be my bitch, they won't touch you. That's basically what he said. Tell him in prison, you know. So, and you kind of get the implications. Now, Eli, you read this book, right? Yeah. Is it me, or did Rorschach spit that Tiger Dude's dick out? I I don't think I I you know what I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> It looked like it to me. I had to look and at it. I twice. got it in front of me, man. So I don't. I'm I just saying. I've, I've, I've seen. I've I seen. didn't get anything about biting dicks in that. <laughs> you got to read the subtext, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I've seen Oz. What book did you read, man? It sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I read. I read the Tiger Dude was telling him, "You're gonna be my bitch in prison." And then the next page, you see him spitting out something with the tiger on it out of his mouth. And I, now, okay. now I only, thought it was just a fight. I, I mean, I, I okay, it was his, sure. I guess it was his dick. Sure. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> this is why I say it was his dick. Okay, because not only that, because he kept saying about how he was in in school and he got him bullied. He said they would force him to eat worms, and he said he could feel it wiggling down his throat. And then he said something oh. in prison about how they making him eat worms, and I'm like, the fuck. <laughs> Okay, I just I just took that as he was getting they were fucking with them and he never fought back. Right, he was applying it to now. I yeah. I, but the dude I, said he's gonna I, make him his bitch in prison. I guess I I suppose it could have been his dick. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, that's my thing. That's what my mind. Went. I'm like this dude just spit his dick out. That that's that's some raw shit, man. <laughs> I, like I said, I've seen Oz. That shit stuck with me when I saw this shit. I'm like, I am never going to prison. Please don't. <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah but and where was I going back with this book oh yeah like I said continuing on with the book so yeah so he spit his dick out yeah go on <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving past that <laughs> like I said <laughs> he's in prison and when he get these flashbacks about him, how he was you know younger and when he was younger he was uh like I said he was a good kid didn't mess with anybody but he said he had no friends had no girlfriend his parents you know were just middle class whatever his dad was a psychiatrist stuff like that and then when he was in in college he he saw his dad on the news saying that his dad became the psychiatrist of the original warshack you know yeah. he was warshack and he said he was going to help him you know rehabilitating things like that and he'd been talking for a long time and but before he could rehabilitate him two things happened warshack broke out of prison 
like we saw in the original Watchmen or the Watch movie, yeah. whatever you want to see. And then secondly, uh, Ozymandias, you know, bomb went off in New York, killing everybody in New York, New York. And who it didn't kill, it drove him completely crazy, which this Rorschach was caught in that bomb. So it didn't kill him, it drove him completely crazy. Some some people that got killed, you know, committed suicide instantly and started killing each other automatically. He didn't, even though his mind was completely fucked up. So he was he went to an asylum also. So so basically Arkham is not the first asylum he's been in. He was in his own asylum, and then he became friend with this other guy who calls himself Mothman. Mothman would sneak out a couple times. He'd go flying around, do what he wanted to, and he taught him how to fly also. So one time, he put his wings on. He flew out, and he got some stuff from his, you know, his dad's house. You know, all his stuff he got from Rorschach, he got from there. And like I said, he read over the stuff his, his dad did Rorschach. And basically, like I said, his dad knew everything about Rorschach, so when he was reading his notes— he learned everything about Rorschach. So eventually he became Rorschach just because he yeah. read his dad's notes. But and then, of course, since he also didn't know how to fight this same dude that taught him, you know, how to fly and stuff like that, you know, through the through the sheets and stuff. He was like, you know what? I don't know everything, but I, I'll show you a couple moves. I'll show you some moves like the original Watchmen knew how to do. So he learned how to fight like them. You know, he's not quite as good as them, but he knows enough to get by, you know, so he can fight and he's Rorschach. Um what else happens oh doesn't he escape and he finds uh he finds ozymandias doesn't he he does he does he, do, he does escape the mothman that helps him escape sees the fire and flies into the fire you know like a, the moth to the flame you know some bullshit yeah. whatever uh yeah he goes off he actually finds ozymandias he was about to kill ozymandias but ozymandias pretty much tells him he's gonna die anyway and he apologized for you know killing his family and and everybody else in new york and he doesn't do it he's like you know i i can help you better if i'm alive so he you know he doesn't kill him back in arkham asylum uh he's still stuck in prison stuff like that can't get out he keeps getting visited by this psychiatrist named uh dr matthew mason i think what his name was and keep asking questions every day and just talking to him he like so what did you see who do you know batman brought you in what do you know about batman and he didn't say anything to him he just doesn't say anything so matt uh, Matson keeps coming back every day doesn't say anything to him and eventually this girl comes in and talks to Rorschach too, you know, the number two one in, in Arkham and opens the door and breaks him out. He was like, uh, Reggie, it's time to go. I read your mind. So I know you are, and your mind is fucked up, but yeah, it's time to go. So she puts on this crazy mask. Can't remember what kind of mask it is, but it's a super villain mask or something. And they walk right out of Arkham and that's it. Now back in the Batcave, uh, Alfred and Batman are talking and they will, and Alfred is basically telling him, yeah, Rorschach got out. We shouldn't have let him unsupervised because he knows too much, and we don't know anything about him. But while Batman and Alfred talk him, that mask of Matthew Mason, it's sitting on the desk of the Batcave. So obviously, Batman was Matthew Mason going to visit him every day trying to find out information about him. And so, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how the book ends. Like I said, uh, they basically give us backstory on Rorschach 2, and now he's free running around in Gotham also. And yeah, that's how the story ends. Pretty sure some other shit happened, but yeah, that's what I got from that one. Uh, did I miss yeah. anything from that? Or? Not really. I mean, it was pretty much an origin story for this new Rorschach. Yeah, and that was cool. Like, I, don't, I don't know how closely it ties into the, the original book. Like I said, it's been so long since I read the original book. I don't know if Rorschach had a psychiatrist to visit him every day. But, you know, it, it's pretty cool, you know. 
Yeah. So, so what was your rating? I get a four point five out of five. This is this is I, honestly this is my favorite book so far out of the Doomsday Clock books. Like I said, Gary Frank is bringing it. Uh, Jeff Johns is actually drawing from a lot of of Alan Moore books. It's not just Watchmen he's taking from also. He's also taking from, I saw a little bit of Killing Joke in there also. Like I said, he was walking through Arkham Asylum and you see Harvey did in the background, stuff like that. Now, even though I know he didn't do the Arkham Asylum book, I think that was uh, Grant Morrison. I saw some influence in that also. But like I said, the most of the majority of the book was taking place in Arkham Asylum, you know. And I mm-hmm. think Batman was calling himself Dr. Matthew Mason to make it sound like Dr. Manhattan, to make him kind of like, you know, trigger him or something. But yeah, it's like like I said, the, the biting the dick off. That's why I gave it a, a point five five <laughs> versus four. So yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, don't, I didn't like it as much as you. I mean, I, I think I give it a three out of five just because. Wow, that's harsh. Uh well, the story is cool. Like I, this issue, the storyline is very well, very well written. It's just I'm kind of getting impatient, waiting for shit to happen. Like, we're four issues in. I'm kind of waiting for this big event stuff to start happening, you know? Like, yeah. You know, where's Superman? Where's Dr. Manhattan? We haven't even seen any of them motherfuckers yet. You know, and, the, okay, all I, that shit with the Joker and, you the, know, and those okay, two vibes. Right. Like, yeah, there's all this shit sort of building up. And it's like this – and here with issue four, we kind of just put everything on hold to tell – this origin story about this new character and it was just like really that's all we're getting this month so that <laughs> that's kind of how i felt about it you know other than i mean it's a very well-written story yeah. i'll give it that it's a lot of cool interesting shit going on um maybe if i thought if i knew that it was his dick getting bit off i might have liked it more. <laughs> but i <laughs> but uh but i just thought it was like i'm kind of like at the point where like okay we're four issues in let's get the ball rolling you know what i'm saying and, so, and you know what? I, I understand it. I get that. Everything you're saying, I actually agree with you on that. Because, yes, this book is a slow burn. And everything you just said about Superman and Joker and the Monster, like, I actually forgot about them. That's the thing. <laughs> and they were just in the last book. So I agree with you on it because, you know, it's such a, a big, long pace. So when I was just reading this book, I was just reading just, you know, just engulfed just in this world and just looking at what was going on here. So I, I kind of forgot about that this is part of an overall arc and just trying to see how it ends. I was just interested in just seeing what happens with just this story and where he came from and, you know, why is he Rorschach and just find out more about the Watchmen world. That's why I kind of, I kind of dug it so much. And I, I feel like, you know, I, this is the first book that I feel like with Jeff Johns, he, he gets it. You know, he's been trying to do Alan Moore and trying to mimic Alan Moore, but I feel like this is the, yeah. the best he's been able to mimic Alan Moore. They're not yeah. there yet, but that's the best he's able to do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like I'm. I'm just kind of wet. I'm like, okay, it's supposed to be twelve issues, right? We're twelve issue arc. We're on issue four. It's this is like a two hour. Yeah, yeah if this is a two hour movie. We've we've been watching the movie for a half hour now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when so, you think about it that way, yes, I, I completely get it. I completely get it. You know. Yeah. So, but to me, yeah. I just to me, this was the two hour movie. You know, this isn't this isn't a uh, civil war. I mean, this isn't the MCU. This is the Civil War. This is just one movie we're just watching. I was just watching just for that, you know. So this is why I kind of look at it differently from any other crossover. I was just enjoying it as a story, you know. And and some of those early Watchmen books, they were kind of like the same way. You know, you just read each story just like it's a story. And not, even though it does all connect in one, 12, one, one whole arc. So I don't know. That's just me. But 
Like I said, Eli, you got the hard one. So. <laughs> okay, so Dark Knight Metals is the hard one. Dark Knight Metals the hard one. Yeah, I was okay. like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Dark Knight's Metal, the finale, the epic conclusion to this event that started. It seems like a year ago, but it's only been six issues, I guess. Thank <laughs> Rao. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Barbatos has brought the dark multiverse into the regular multiverse and has uh, turned uh, bat all the other Batmen from all the other uh, worlds into evil Dark Knights and has killed all the Justice Leagues. And the only one remaining is this world, um, which is now engulfed in darkness because it has been thrown down into the forge. Um, and Superman and Batman are also in the forge, basically lost to the darkness. And it's basically uh, Wonder Woman goes down there and saves them. Uh, she has found the, uh, the ninth medal, right? The mace. She yeah. found the mace. Well, yeah, yes. she found the mace. Yeah, it was the nth metal. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes down into the forge to and brings Superman and Batman out of the darkness, and they have found the tenth metal, which is basically the metal that the forge is actually made out of. So this is the metal that creates other worlds. So they have this. 10th metal and they have the power to create worlds now or create or, or create anything you know, the light yeah, yeah light. They because, have the light now. yeah because batman had two batarangs and threw them at aquaman and green lantern and then they turned into 10th metal dudes yeah they had they had the armor and shit yeah so yeah so that's basically what it is the you know they finally sounded the bugles the justice league are back together and they're finally kicking ass after all this crazy shit that's been happening for the last few issues, we finally get this epic battle. Um, Justice League getting their shit together and kicking ass. Um, and I really dug on it. I finally was like, because, yeah, I, I thought the last few issues were kind of getting weird and universes colliding into each other and all this weird superhero-y multiverse shit going on, kind of hard to follow, kind of weird. And, you know, this one, okay, this is the payoff. The payoff is this big giant battle, and yeah, where the Justice League versus Barbatos, uh, and they finally take him out. Um, and th there's that the cool scene where Batman faces off with the Batman who laughs. And that, we get that that, that made the book for me. That made the book. Yeah. That scene. Yeah. Yes. And uh, basically, ba the Batman who laughs is like, "Hey, you can't defeat me because I'm you. I already know." everything you're going to do and everything you've already done, because I've done it in every other universe, you know, so there's no way you can defeat me. And, but then it's Batman is like, well, you never saw this coming. And then he teams up with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. So, so the Joker comes out and fucking helps, uh, uh, Batman kick the Batman who laughs ass. And basically they save the world. They turn, they, they use the, the tenth metal to um, uh, give power to everyone on Earth, everyone who's not affected. They they basically give them the hope to raise the Earth out of the darkness by giving hope to everybody and giving them the 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 power and the will to 
to to carry on or some weird metaphorical shit, whatever. Basically, they you like you know in the Raiders of the Lost Ark where the fucking Ark goes and strikes everybody. They do that shit, but with the tenth metal, and everybody on Earth gets lit up with the tenth metal, the light of the tenth metal, for and raises that, the Earth out of the darkness. For yeah. those that don't get that reference, in Dragon Ball Z, when Goku raises a spirit bomb. In the entire universe, <laughs> raise their hands too. Same, same thing. Same. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't get that reference, <laughs> basically they save the day. They yeah. save the earth. <laughs> well, they say so the good universe. guys win. Spoiler. Yeah, they, they save the universe, like uh, the yeah. the new gods and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was cool. I was like, it was finally the big giant epic battle I've been waiting for for the past six months. And they finally did it. They finally delivered. Um, I give the book, I give the book four out of five. I'd probably give it a more, like even more. I just felt the ending, that epilogue at the end was just a setup for this new age of heroes line that they got going on. Yeah. You know, you know I, I, that felt like a whole new, a whole other book, you know, after this cool ass battle and all this cool shit going on, then, you know, it's just all this talking. Okay, gang, guess what's happening? We've changed everything. And now we got a whole new, you know, lineup of superheroes coming and all this. Right. <laughs> it's basically a big long commercial at the end for their new lineup, you know. And, and that's, so, the, that's the thing. This book kind of felt like a crisis at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did feel like a crack because it, it felt like they said, okay, the source wall is wide open. Uh, new multiverses are popping up all over the places. So they changed reality. They just don't know how they changed it. Was, it wasn't a flashpoint where they just rebooted everything. It was more zero hour. Uh, mm -hmm. Some 90s shit like that. So it's like they, they slightly tweaked the universe in ways they don't know how they did it. So it's a reboot, but not a reboot. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's why all these new people are popping up like... Uh, damage and silencer and you know the immortal men and yeah yeah oh and, and the immortal men are called children of adam okay really children <laughs> of the adam the x-men come on man <laughs> yeah um but yeah I, I mean it was cool i liked it a lot i just thought the ending was a little unnecessary at least not that long i get if you want to like promote the other books is one thing but damn that shit was like it, it could another book 20 by pages or some it shit been a book by itself yeah i know i was like that this is like another book man right. like epilogue and like damn this could have been a whole nother issue that i didn't have to buy right you know? they could have just toast and that was it or at least at least if it was gonna be the long i expected like a, a really twist ending like oh bat barbados was really still alive you know still fucking yeah, with him at yeah, the very yeah, end yeah. you know i was waiting for that yeah. shit to happen you know yeah, it was this long ass dinner party at Bruce Wayne's, and everyone's, you know. Right, and then I think it was Damien and and Jonathan on guitar at the end. And... Yeah, they they were playing their band like that was back to the was it issue one when they were trying to start their rock band and shit. Right, and, and then they said, "What uh, happens at a Batman party stays at a Batman party and shit," you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, you know, it was really cool. I love that the, the visual of. Batman riding that Joker dragon. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, was my, that was my one of my favorite parts. And also, because remember, Dick thought that uh that Batman was dead. He was like, he was trying to tell Damien, yeah. look, he's dead. Don't come back. And then uh, Damien's like, see, I told you, father was still alive. And then Dick was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. riding a Joker dragon. <laughs> of course, he's still alive. <laughs> 
and he punched it too because it was coming for him and he punches it yeah because superman and then, was no, like, then his nose is all fucked up after that and yeah, he jumps on its back yeah, because Superman was telling. He saw it coming. He was like, Bruce, jump on my back, and I can get you away from it. He like, nope. Boom, punched him in the face. <laughs> and he was like, don't worry, I have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like I said, that, a lot of fun. Yeah. it was a lot of fun. But that, that Batman Joker versus the Batman who laughs, yeah, that shit, to me, is classic. <laughs> that shit, yeah. like, made the whole series me. That shit was fucking awesome. You know, especially since yeah. uh, Joker had chopped off his fingers and shit, and you know, and That's Batman right. who last yeah, yeah. was was shooting him with his parents' gun. I was like, "Damn, Batman's about to die by his own parents' gun!" You know, like, "Wow, okay." And so yeah, and then Joker shoots him with the one of the, with one of his bang guns with the 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 thing that the uh, the little flag that says "bang" on it. Right. Oh, and then when they were fighting, Batman was telling, him, oh, "Don't you tell no one about this." <laughs> <laughs> Because he didn't want to know yeah. he teamed up with Batman uh, with, with the Joker, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. And that means an awesome book. Oh, shit. I guess we can go to the last book. I only got one left. All right. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep the train going with uh, Avengers 686, which is number 12 of No Surrender. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, when we laughed, left, left off the last two books, Hulk's beating the fuck at everybody. Next book, Hulk is beating the fuck out of everybody. Now, this book, Hulk is, <laughs> yeah. So, Hulk is, like, looking at Wonder Man. Wonder Man is just trying to talk to him, like, Bruce, I just want to talk. And Hulk beats the fuck out of him also. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just keeps the party going. And, and Wonder Man is trying to tell him, look, Bruce, I'm not trying to fight you. I'm just here. I'm your friend. And then Hulk looks at him. He was like, friend? And he was like, thank you. You're smart. I'm finally getting through to you. And then Hulk said, I'm not your friend. We've never been friends. I don't even like you. <laughs> like you're some, <laughs> yeah, you're some stuck up Hollywood brat, and you're just thinking you're tough in front of me because you think you can't die. But guess what? I can kill you. I can smash you. There's nothing you can do with me. <laughs> and then Hulk is still pissed off. Then other, you know, no name U.S. Avengers show up and they try to fight Hulk off, but he just slaps him away and shit like that. And he goes back to Wonder Man, starts beating the fuck out of him again. And, and but Wonder Man is still trying to talk him out of it, you know, trying to talk him down. He like, like fighting him ain't gonna work. Just talk him down. But before he can even get a chance to do that, uh, the real, the good Avengers show up. You got Rogue, Hercules, if you call him good, and uh, Thor. You know, the Jane Foster version. So you got your three heavy hitters show up, and they're like, okay, Hulk, let's go. And then Rogue is like, nah, I'm done with this. I'm fucking, I'm tired of this. Takes off a glove. And goes right for it. Just, just puts her hands right on Hulk. He's like, I'm finna end this fight right now. She puts her hand on the on Hulk. She sees Banner inside, like buried way, 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 way deep down in Hulk's psyche. She's like, oh shit, I realize what he is. This is Hulk doing this shit the entire time. Hulk Banner's buried so deep that he has no control of Hulk right now. And she touches him and she goes green like she Hulk and shit. But Hulk has so much rage and power, it almost does nothing to him. So Thor and Hercules are going at him and shit like that. And he he's so pissed. He just slaps him away. Like they're nothing to him. And he just keeps walking, rips off the uh door, and he's right it and he sees Voyager and he's going for the pyramid. So he goes towards it. Uh Voyager just can't do anything. She just lets him walk past him. No, no, no. She tries to fight him. She tries to fight him. She like, you you only way you're gonna get through this is with me. And Hulk just slaps her away. Like, doesn't even it's like she didn't even dare. And so he sees the pyramid, and the challenger tells him, Okay, Hulk, now it's time for you to get the pyramid and end this. And Hulk, like, Yes, it is time to end this. And he just smashes the pyramid, actually. So if he smashes it, there is no more pyramid. Game over. Because he was supposed to go in there and collect it, but 
Hulk was telling Wonder Man the whole time, no, he's not controlling me. I'm controlling him. I want him to destroy all this shit so I can be left the fuck alone and I can die. That That's Hulk's whole plan, you know? So then Challenge is like, oh, damn. Well, I just broke my shit. Well, okay, well, Grandmaster, you win. But as soon as Grandmaster says he, uh, you know, he collects the win, you know, he claims all the wars, then that's when the Challenger finds out that Voyager was actually a plant by him the entire time. And he was like, wait a minute, you cheated. Grandma's like, eh, I didn't cheat. It's really not in the rules. I kind of bend the rules a little bit. Like, no, motherfucker, you cheated. He's like, okay, well, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, do, let's do a do-over. And we'll play a clean game. And Challenger's like, eh, no. And then blast him in half. And that's how the book ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty action packed. Not as action packed as before, like I said, because it's starting to run, starting to lose steam with Hulk just beating the fuck everybody, beating the fuck everybody, beating the fuck everybody. Okay, we get it. Hulk's unstoppable. Okay, let's get back to the story a little bit now. So we're trying to see what the Challenger and Grandmaster's whole thing is about. And I think they said the plan was before that Grandmaster, if one of them wins, then reality gets wiped out or some shit. So I don't know what happens from there. Uh, I just realized what's going on here, Eli, this whole time. Even with the last book that I didn't realize, but I catch on to it now. Technically, Hulk has killed the U.S. Avengers. Okay. Right, because you remember they had that, that, uh, you know, there were like a whole bunch of Avengers team running around with different teams and shit like that. So it was a whole other faction that that book kind of barely sold and nobody really gave a fuck about them. And that was the team that was pretty much fighting him last issue. He didn't necessarily kill them, but like I said, he drained Red Hulk of his power. Uh, that Iron Man girl, he took her suit away and killed her suit, so she has no more power anyway. The rest of them, he just smacked them around like they ain't shit. So that team is pretty much done. That they have nothing left. So that team is gone. So Hulk just took them out of the, out of the running. So now all you got is down your two teams, like the the main Avengers team and the Uncanny Avengers team, which you know. So basically, Hulk is kind of like willing down the Avengers to just be like one main fighting unit eventually. I guess that's going to happen when we get to 690 when, you know, it goes to a whole new, you know, a whole new story arc. But we'll see when it gets there. But yeah, like I said, still hanging in there. The book is still entertaining. Like I said, there's no subtext to it. It's just people just fighting each other just over and over and over again. But hey, it's an Avengers book. What do you expect? I don't expect, you know, to rethink my life reading an Avengers book. So mm-hmm. I get the book, uh, this one, three out of five, out of five. Cool story, you know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything left on tap we got to address? Or? I think we got it. I think we got everything. Oh, want to give a, a shout-out also to the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs. Uh, they lost. But, like I said, they went to the NCAA, well, not the NCAA Finals. I think it was the NCAA Finals. When the NCAA Finals lost to Notre Dame, but they came, you know, Second runner-up, so that's still cool. Good for Mississippi to do everything. Like I said, we don't get a lot of credit for anything. That being said, if you listen to it this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, definitely check out Eli with, with our sister podcast, Geek Sad, because I'm pretty sure they're going to go way more in-depth with Ready Player One than we did, so we'll, they'll talk about it then. And, um, yeah, we actually yeah. did. I actually, we did an episode last night. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely listen to the Ready Player One. Did all of you guys listen to it on that one? Uh, only two of us had seen it, so, but we do go into pretty, pretty major spoilers, so yeah. Okay, there, there you go. Like I said, if you want to check it out, go check it out there. Uh, we have all a bunch of other podcasts also. Like I said, we got Get Valiant, we got, uh, This Geese and Comics, we got Tools of Destruction. I fucked it up, didn't I? Instruments of Destruction. Instruments. Instruments. I keep fucking that up. What the fuck is Tools of Destruction? I don't know. I, I don't know. 
I don't know. It must be a good show because I keep talking about it. So <laughs> whatever it is, uh, Hoodoo TV, Comic Cast. Like I said, we got a bunch of them. Disney Talk. Like I said, all the books that we reviewed, they're gonna re review it. Also, I want to see if they what their thoughts on uh, Rorschach biting a dick off a tiger dick. So. <laughs> We'll see how they address that. <laughs> uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>